I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton, JMS for short, I guess. For me, I'm short. Listen, I'm a comedian and I don't know anything and that's why we're here. We're learning. I'm asking dumb questions. So sometimes we're laughing or we're gasping. But we're doing our best. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Please hit that subscribe button. And if you wouldn't mind taking a second, giving me a rating and a review. The reviews really help. It helps my podcast pop up more so other people find it. And we can all learn answers to our ignorant questions. Thank you so much to everyone who has subscribed and reviewed. I love reading them. I love having you. Shout out to my best idiots forever, Jean and Kathy from Patreon. I got some new patrons this month. And if you want to join, we're bringing back Google Hangs beginning in April. And there's cool merch. You can get cool postcards, bonus content, ask me anything. I'm playing around with it. I'm going to add more and more stuff. Yeah, check that, check that out if you are figuring you want to support me somehow and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month, you can get bonus content. And I am so grateful for the support of my patrons and also really excited to tell you guys, I have a tiny little sponsor for this episode. So if you haven't followed me on social media, I have been raving about NeuroGum just on my own because I tried it and it's been so good for me. It's caffeinated gum And um, it it was from Shark Tank, actually. I apologize if you can hear the dogs growling in the background. That is not my energy revving up. Um, But it's powered with natural caffeine, and it has L-theanine, and it's infused with B vitamins. So you get the energy boost like you would from caffeine, but the L-theanine, and a lot of people take nootropics just by supplements, but the L-theanine excuse me, in there sort of balances out your energy. So it's energy and focus. It has been... A game changer for me. I have attention deficit hyperactive disorder and uh, I am prescribed to things for that, which I don't like taking. They do help, but I don't love the side effects. And this has offered an alternative. So I'm switching up from that, going to Neurogum, have yet to notice any negative side effects. And, um, and it's breath freshening gum or mints. They have minty spearmint flavor and cinnamon. Why can't I think of the word cinnamon? It's because I haven't chewed my Neurogum today. Uh, that is not in the script. That is just a real thought. Um, but anyways, if you want to try it, uh, I've had a few people try it since I posted on Instagram. I've been getting messages from people telling me they're enjoying it, asking me questions about how much I'm chewing and and sort of... Uh, I'm, I'm excited about the excitement people are sharing with me because um, it's a thing I organically started talking about and people tried it from that. And to hear that my friends are benefiting from it is really cool. So you can get 15% off using the code JMS at getnero.com. That's G-E-T-N-E-U-R-O.com. Get your gum, get your mints. And uh, anytime people buy and save with my code, I get a little tiny bit of money. It goes into a small account. So if you want to help me a few pennies at a time and help yourself, uh, it's a win-win. Help you, help me, help you, help me. 
Anyway, enough about me and Neurogum. Um, where do we go from here? Uh, most of my shows have been canceled. I still tentatively have one in Anchorage, Alaska on May 9th. Uh, fingers crossed that uh, the world moves forward. It looks like it's going to take till the end of April for anything to open back up, but we're playing it by year, and I'm going to keep promoting it until I get the official shutdown. Uh, so if you're in Anchorage, come to the show and stay all night because uh, we're all going to be drinking to make up for the two months of staying inside and being antisocial. Um, hope you're not being antisocial, by the way. Social distancing is a weird term, which is really, I think, meant to emphasize physical distancing. Make sure you're reaching out to your friends. Uh, you can be part of our uh, Facebook group. If you want to reach out there, people post funny memes. We post conversation starters. Um, so head over to Ignorance's hashtag blessed idiots and uh, join a conversation, start a conversation, get involved. It's really cool getting to know you guys over there and, and getting to have conversations about things that are covered on the episodes and just thoughts we have in real life. Uh, let's get to this episode. Enough about me and all of the ways to say hi to me. Let's get to Kat. Kat Eves is a plus size stylist. Uh, she's been in the fashion world for years. She's also a body positive advocate, body positive influencer. She's um, she's great. She works with a lot of the top like plus size models, styling them. She styles uh, lots of people from television. A few of my friends personally, Dulce Sloan, former guest, uh, friend of the show, a uh, friend of me, and Ginny Zagrino, a hilarious comedian. Um, you can see them rocking amazing outfits when they're on the red carpet courtesy of cat and we dug into the plus size fashion world um fat phobia fat activism she was on a time crunch and uh i I wish we'd had longer i really enjoyed this interview she is such a joy to talk to and just uh so informative and it it was just so easy to ask questions and and she had so many great answers for things that I definitely felt like a jackass asking, but it's like, come on, give me the goods. So um, without further ado, uh, I hope you enjoy her. Let me know. Let me know if you want more from her. Uh, we could do a whole episode about ethical fashion as well, because she's a, a big proponent of that. So um, here she is, the amazing, hilarious, incredible, wonderful Cat Eves. Hey, idiots. I am here virtually with uh, my good friend, Kat Eves. She is joining us today to talk about plus size style and fashion and everything plus size. Welcome, Kat. <laughs> hey, thank you. Everything plus size. I, what I an exciting, no pressure. Um, yeah. What, a, what an intro. And if That's you guys good. are barking in the background, that is my dogs being uh, monsters to each other. So I apologize. <laughs> Um, They just want to have a voice, and I feel it's important that we give them the platform. Yeah, they're like, when are you guys going to talk about the representation of dogs in media? Exactly. (laughs) What about plus-size dogs? I mean, oh, you mean the cutest dogs ever? Exactly. This is the thing. Exactly. Uh, Yes, we have one of those (laughs) with us. Um, Well, let's just get into it. How long have you been working in fashion? Oh, man. People ask me that question, and I'm starting to lose track of, like, time going by. So I think it's (laughs) it's really weird when you get to that point. I think it's been uh, six years, seven years, six or seven years. Okay, cool. I I basically, and the reason for that is because, like a lot of people, you don't just, like, knock on a door and be like, hello, fashion, may I have a job? 
you know, of course, like you, same with comedy. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, it's like, do you, and you just sort of like count, do you, do you count the day you started? I started with an Instagram basically is how I did it. Um, oh, nice. You know, the, this is a, a, a timeless tale. You start yes. an Instagram, um, you get a couple <laughs> followers, just two. You just need two followers. Literally two. Someone yeah. notices you. <laughs> and then that's it. They're like, we want to put you in the picture. Um, <laughs> Here's a million dollars. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, no. So, yeah, I started an Instagram uh, years ago. You didn't ask me this question. I just started telling you this. <laughs> no, it's okay. Like, I did ask how you got into fashion. So, it's like. That's true. Were you always interested in the fashion world? Like you, the, yes. um, the way you dress is very like bold. I love it. It, it gives me like, uh, I've always been a fan of like very bold, loud colors. I was yeah. obsessed with Betsy Johnson when she was doing all her dresses, even though I could never afford Same. any of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, and that's, you know, I have a very small frame of reference for naming designers cause I'm just not super in touch <laughs> with the fashion world, but you do a lot of like bold prints and, loud colors has that always kind of been something you did anyway yeah I think so um my I feel like I got made fun of for it when I was a kid but like my mom um definitely dressed me in brighter colors when I was a kid you know like the little match sets with like teddy bears on them and things like that and bright colors I did have um a one of my prized possessions from my childhood that I wish I still had was a nine oh two one oh tie dye t shirt neon <gasps> tie dye. Oh my god! With Luke Perry, may he rest in peace on on the shirt. Yeah. Oh my god! What what a statement piece. Yeah, I wish you still will, had that too. <laughs> also, confession. I, even though I did think Luke Perry was a dreamboat, I was actually more into his co-star whose name i've since forgotten but the guy who's so played, funny uh, brandon brendan brendan i don't even know what? anymore i'm like not dylan <laughs> yeah exactly uh, clearly dylan was the real icon all along you know i mean but, um, my god <laughs> right so i mean, i've always had this relationship with clothes in some degree or another it basically you know like i still think about one of the most pivotal things in my entire life was the discovery of adelia's catalog you know? <gasps> oh god right yes. right Ugh. i still i i still have dreams i i'm kind of mad because you know i don't know if you're familiar with the site dolls kill oh They're i was like, just gonna bring it up and ask how you yeah. feel about <laughs> well i'm what I, I first of all i don't i'm not a huge fan of dolls dolls kill in general because they're they've done some shady shit and their founder uh is not always the most I, I, there, I have questions about them. You know what I mean? And I yeah, don't know I've heard, I've, particularly ethical. Yeah, I don't I, know much about ethics in fashion, which I will we'll definitely get to a little of that because that's a, a big yeah. thing for you. But I've seen just stuff in the comments of people being like, you stole this. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they don't have the most amazing scruples, if you will. <laughs> but um, I do have to give them credit for doing the thing that I always dreamed I would do one day, which is just to bring back Delia. <laughs> the classic Delia shirt sorry go ahead yes I, no I was just thinking like I wish if I could what I would do is I would literally find old archived Delia's catalogs and just recreate the entire thing just just the entire thing yeah. uh, you know I still love that stuff and I had a shirt that I got from Delia's that I still think about 
I still think about this fucking shirt. I got it in seventh grade and I got it on sale and it was a Roxy shirt. And I've been pretty much some version of fat my whole life. So it barely fit me, but it fit. And (laughs) And you're like, I did it. I got a Delia shirt and it fits. Fuck you. Exactly. And my, for whatever reason, my mom didn't like it. I think she probably thought it was too sexy. I don't know. But Mm. either way, that particular shirt ended up with goodwill and um i'm still mad i'm still mad about it seventh grade oh my god well yeah and in seventh grade like fashion is so important or it feels like it's such a big deal to have with brands especially like i yeah i never ordered anything from delia's i just got the catalog and longed for it you know and it was just everyone in their abercrombie t-shirts and that's i'm from alaska so that's what people were wearing up there but it was it is just such a like what you wear makes such a difference in, I think in general, but like, God, middle school is the hardest. It really is. And by the way, I think Abercrombie was like a universal thing across the U.S. Because I know it was huge where I was from, too, in Maryland. And we basically okay. couldn't be much further apart. I mean, you know, uh, Abercrombie was very popular among the like preppy kids, but also like the yo kids, which is what yes. we like white rap kids you know um, <laughs> that's so funny yeah they were called yo's so you know uh, <laughs> it was very common I think the other thing too is like I think my parents should have known this fashion thing wasn't going to be like a dying trend in my life when <laughs> I was in seventh grade I apparently slept walked into my mom's room talking to her about a pair of shoes that I saw at Nordstrom Um, you're just like and eat sleep breathe fashion I did and it wasn't like I could get my hands on everything that became available that's not how it worked it's just that like that's what I thought about and I definitely remember it's so cute like when I now it feels really quaint the thing that was so cool back in the day to like get on the phone with your friends and go through the Delia's catalog together and circle what you want. Like, Oh my God. Yes. We would literally do that together. And it's just so funny to me now because I don't, cause that's not how kids do things. Although maybe that's no. going to change in the age of coronavirus. Who knows? That's true. I was thinking it's like maybe more like of the phone stuff we used to do will come back or like catalogs in general. Yeah. I mean, I literally was just having a caffeine fueled moment of mania where I was like, maybe I'll start a magazine. And then I was like, yeah, stop it. <laughs> like what? I love that. I like the idea of bringing back all these analog things. Like, should I get a landline and get one of those, get like a cool hamburger phone, you know? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so I, funny. I, you know what I was thinking about today though is, um, I was thinking, should we bring back aim like AOL instant messenger? Oh my God. My lifeline. Right? That's Remember so you could like customize the little message on it so that when Pete, when your name popped up, it would be like your little away message and just some that. fucking song lyrics. So yeah, dramatic. it's always <laughs> exactly. It was the deepest, darkest song lyrics you could find too. Yeah, yeah. Back when we were just subtweeting the universe. <laughs> yeah. What is Basically. that? Why are teenagers so obsessed with mental illness? I just this is this is a topic for another time, but <laughs> that's what that's what like all of that throwback stuff makes me think. I guess emo was just so big at the time. It was like, how can I have the most emo lyrics possible? I so know. deep and hurt was so it's, cool. <laughs> I know. It's so dramatic. Well, they yeah. say that like your brain, like parts of your brain, shut down in like your like 
mid-teen mm. years to it's part of like the growth mm-hmm. of the other parts of it i don't know that is like definitely a different conversation for another episode yeah. or another time but like i'm truly fascinated by it and that's why teens mm-hmm. are so rebellious and emotional is that like their hippocampus or something is just like temporarily yeah. on pause or some shit I, that's probably um, the wrong part of the brain i just made a part up but <laughs> i like that the hippopotamus is a really important part of your brain function yeah <laughs> i yeah. said hippocampus but it's I know. still not the right word <laughs> i think it is a word i think it is a word the rhinoceros is also really important that's the rhino- yes the platypus um, part <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know i just took us down a rabbit hole didn't i i'm really good it's okay (laughs) i mean we're both trapped indoors and it's bound to happen um so you've always been into fashion um but then you sort of so when you were making the instagram account i'll Mm punch a little bit back and forth because i want to go back to like your childhood and getting into fashion a little but was that the goal were you like i want to start showing off these outfits i make or like put together um like did you start an Instagram going yeah. this is going to be for fashion? I started it with a friend um and it was about fashion it was also about body positivity. So love it. Um I have my friend Nina and I I was living in the Bay Area in um I was living in Oakland and my friend Nina lives in San Francisco which is across the bridge and if you're in the Bay Area you know that at that time <laughs> If you if somebody moved across the bridge to the East Bay, it was like they died. <laughs> so, yeah, you're like, well, you know, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been <laughs> nice knowing you. Maybe you'll come back to my side, but I'm never going to yours. Is kind of how <laughs> it was with friends in San Francisco. So, um, so we started an account called Fashion Pen Pals, where we would literally write pen pal letters to each other on Instagram with our outfits about fashion and body positivity and. She had, she was also like trying to, you know, her body was changing just as happens in any woman's life. Our bodies change and uh, whether we're ready or not. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's really true. So she was like kind of going through it and uh, trying to adjust to that. And at the same time, um, and I think both of us have had uh, issues with uh eating disorders at different points and different kinds of eating disorders. I've never mm-hmm. been anorexic myself. <laughs> no, yeah. but um, anything involves eating, whether it was throwing up or holding onto it, that was my bag. Um, God. Yes. It's so many women. It's like the more, yeah, I, you just, the more you start talking about it, the more you realize like how many women struggle with at least disordered eating, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is a struggle. Well, and disordered eating is one of those things that runs it. I mean, this is sort of tangential, but like it, it informs my entire story because I had this moment when I started on my, like my body positive journey or whatever you want to call it. Um, I had this moment where I realized that literally every woman in my family had a eating disorder of some kind or another, um, some which were treated and others, which were not, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. so, and, and that's on both sides of my family. So you know yeah wow i mean this is kind of like content warning territory but i'll never forget my grandmother on my dad's side um was extremely disordered in her eating and very very like she didn't want to eat out she made all her meals at home and everything because she was so terrified of calories and fat um i hated going to her house because none of the food was good (laughs) 
It was awful. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to go to his shitty like, grandma's house. <laughs> yeah, like someone posted something the other day and they were like, remember when grandma had that extra freezer? And like, I was just like, yes, but mine was just filled with snack wells. So like, <laughs> that freezer sucked. Oh my that God, snack like, wells. <laughs> it was all trick food. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, ice cream. Wait a second. What is this? Sugar free, you know? Well, yeah. And all that stuff that like, the that whole like fat free craze in the nineties mm. that like looking back yeah. there's so much research is like this is a lot of this is like worse than just yep. eating just eating the normal thing. Yeah. I mean that's one of those things that's really interesting is the science is constantly changing and reinforming and shifting and like the things that you know someone like Weight Watchers would tell you twenty years ago is completely different from what they'd tell you today. So it's like we think that we've come a really long way in diet and nutrition science but we actually are still uncovering things and changing the rules on of the game so you know um yeah it's it's I could talk a lot about that too but you know going back to the Instagram I started that with Nina Nina because I was plus size and not feeling great about my body and had actually just come off of doing Weight Watchers for a while and like, uh, I was, you know, I like to say I'm a Weight Watchers dropout three times, you know, like I've, <laughs> I've gone up and down on that yo-yo and um, I was starting to gain the weight back, but not really feeling like I, I, for whatever reason, I just wasn't feeling like I wanted to go back to Weight Watchers. I think one of the things that, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think one of the things that happens though with that is that it's not even about like, I don't want to go back to Weight Watchers. It's like, I don't want to go back to Weight Watchers fatter. It was like a real concern. Like, oh, I, don't yeah. wanna, I don't want a stranger to weigh me in and be like, oh, you gained 16 pounds. You know, like I thought I got into this, Ugh. like, I don't, you know, you get into these funny modes of thinking that I've had my entire life. It's where it's like, it's your own private shame. And so yeah, I kind of, you know, at the same time as I was starting to gain my weight back from Weight Watchers and carrying all of this shame, I was also spending a lot of time on Instagram following people and see, following people in fashion and starting to see all these plus-size fashion people who... That's great. Like, yeah, like Tess Holiday, Nicolette Mason, you know, people like that were really informative for me. And The Body Is Not an Apology, which is Sonia Renee Taylor... Um, and I, it was just, it truly was something that was birthed from Instagram and for me to realize that I didn't have to feel so much shame and so that there was like, another, another way. Wow. So just yeah. even seeing some of these, these plus size models, these women, you know, kind of at the forefront of the movement that really yeah. helped you make a shift within yourself. It really did. And I, I know how... It's like, it's funny because at the same time, I really don't ever want to give influencers too much of an ego. <laughs> I mean, you know? the, right? it's a funny, it's such a, a, a sticky like yeah. w line to walk because you want to go like, all right, whatever, you're just a person. But it's like, well, there's a reason they're called an influencer, I guess, because for whatever right. reason, we're drawn to them. Right. No, uh, it's, it's kind of a joke, but it's also like there are, there really are people who are influencers who have influenced positive change. And those people are some of them. And they're also among my friends now, which is really kind of a neat thing to come full circle. So I wow. think that, yeah, you know, it's like, 
it's one of those things where those people were really instrumental for me. It was in, important for me to see, um, especially women who were bigger than me, going out and living their lives. You know, I kind of joked that um, from time to time that as a plus size stylist, the people who get the most inspiration from me are usually thin. But um, That's it's, so it's kind of true. It's kind of true. <laughs> and it's also, I'm also like, you know, if any, I don't care who it is, if you feel like you get something from it, I'm happy to hear that, you know. Absolutely. Um, but also in doing that, I think what has happened is it wasn't so, I, I just, I, first of all, I am way more educated about the science uh, and the things that we do and don't know and the things that we're revising and relearning around diet and nutrition and mm-hmm. health. Um, and then the other thing is, and there's a lot of things I would do differently if I could go back in the past and do those things differently for of myself. Of course. As a young person and how I ate and how I, and the things I cared about, you know. um, Absolutely. I think just because it is one of those things where you learn about these things and you realize how damaging diets can actually, themselves actually are for our bodies. So. Absolutely. Well, and our like, not just physical, but like our mental health too. It's just, I mean, culturally, I mean, at least in America and it's not only America, but we are really, women are inundated from the mm-hmm. media from a very young age to care about our looks, to, right. uh, to associate our worth with what we look like. And there's a lot of media that's like, you know, if you're not fit, you're not attractive, you know, if right. you don't look like this specific body type, et cetera, et cetera. And that can really, that can do damage in and of itself. And then it sends, I mean, yeah, I would guarantee, I would bet that like more women in, in America have been on a diet their whole life, a quote diet of some sort mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than haven't, which is sad yeah. that it like that, that it's even allowed to occupy that much space yeah. in our brains. Was there a specific moment or maybe a collection of moments where like, uh, did you ever feel like because you were plus size, did that make you feel like, ever like when you were younger that maybe you like weren't as pretty or that like you like did it ever affect your worth absolutely I think that my weight has been probably one of the biggest albatrosses for me in my life you know like I think really the biggest thing I could do was let go of that um mostly because it left me room to work on all the other shit that I actually (laughs) needed to work on you know yeah you're like this is such an yeah go ahead yeah if you focus so much on your body if all you're focusing on is like I need this in order to feel accepted in order to feel worthy in order to feel loved in order to feel like I belong here like I fit in you know all of those things then you can easily miss all of the other shit that you are you've either done to adapt to your environment, you know, they always make that Mm -hmm. joke that like, we often see the, there's like the really, really nice pushover fat character. And there's also the like really, really mean bully character. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's it. There's, there's no breadth in character there, but like, like, I, you know, or the really dumb, sloppy, you know, whatever. Yeah. They make it like like the gross, like they try to associate it with that. Like, yeah. But the thing is, like, we all have our coping mechanisms and there's behaviors that we carry out that sometimes have something to do with our weight. It's protective, it's defensive, and sometimes sometimes have nothing to do with our weight. But either way, if the one thing that's dominating our minds is that, 
then we're not focusing on bettering ourselves in other ways. It's just, yeah, it's, it's too much. Yeah, you're like not going to get to the core of what's really making you react in certain ways if all you're doing is obsessing right. over this sort of shallow external thing that we're told that we need to be obsessed about. Right. Um, was now, there a, Sorry, go ahead. I would say the one thing I do want to say that is a caveat to all of this is that, that because I've been there and because I understand everything that's going on in anybody's head about why they choose to do a diet or do weight loss or whatever. I never, ever, ever, ever shame anybody for doing what they feel is best for their bodies in that moment. If that's, what's going to make you feel better about yourself and feel in control or whatever, you know, I can't, I can't tell you that. I can only tell you what is my truth. Absolutely. And when I do think there is something to the fact that even if it's at the moment, and I think this about things, besides just dieting, but like to an extent, like if it, at the moment, you know, maybe if it's a, a continuing thing, it, it may become unhealthy, but if at the moment, just having something right. you feel like you can, can, can control is helping your sanity for a, a little bit, then like mm-hmm. sometimes you'll, in my opinion, sometimes you just have to do the thing that's going to give right. you a little bit of mental freedom in that moment. I mean, I've, yeah. I've done it in different ways of like, look, eh, this is probably not like the best thing for me in the long run. But right now I just, <laughs> I mean, literally it's like so dark. Like right now I don't really have time to just lay back and cry. So, uh-huh. instead, so a donut we'll do instead. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent where I'll go like, is this going to like be a thing that maybe makes my body not feel great tomorrow? And right. m- most of mine is like more inflammation based nowadays, but like, mm-hmm. But, like, there's days where it's like, yeah, but, like, I, I, I need to just shovel down this sadness because I just, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to process it, which is a... Right, right. Which I guess is a step up from not realizing that's even what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing for me that has been so interesting in my own sort of processing of everything. I actually, people are always surprised when they hear this, but I actually work with a dietitian. Um, okay. She has the word diet or die. <laughs> she has the word die in her name. She has the word diet in her name. Um, but actually she's a health at every size dietitian. It's they, we call it the Hayes movement, H A E S health at every size. And, oh, awesome. um, yeah. And so what I have worked with her on, particularly because I have a history of disordered eating and also because I have an autoimmune disease, I have lupus. Um, I wanted to figure out, yeah, it sucks. Lupus is not like it's, uh, I mean, lupus means wolf. So I guess it is the coolest of, it is like the one that (laughs) it definitely has like a good, as far as like autoimmune diseases, it's at the forefront with like its PR vehicle. People know about lupus a little. Yeah. They don't know (laughs) what it means or anything. They they just hear it and they go, Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. It's what is it? Don't know what it is, but it sounds bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, so not bad on the PR friend, I guess, but, um, yeah, it does nothing for my pain, but it's good. to know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I work with a dietitian so that she can help me choose things that are going to help with inflammation and also avoid the things that cause inflammation and things like that. Um, but also in working with her, I've worked a lot on intuitive eating, which is, you know, a new frontier. And that's the thing. I think that's where, you know, understanding everybody is going to have a personal recognition of what works for them in terms of personal wellness and personal health. But, 
you know, if I, for all of the years that I dieted on and off, it was never about my health. I could say it was. Oh, yeah. Was, but that's not what I actually cared about. What I cared about was, you know, how few calories or points, you know, or whatever could I take in in a day and still f- and not feel hungry, you know? Yeah. And like it has um, nothing to do with my health. Yeah. You know, it just, it was never about that. It was always about the number on the scale. And um, that's a problem, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the thing is like, I wasn't growing in um, my health or necessarily, and I wasn't growing even in, and my self-esteem was tied to something that's imperfect. That's yeah, the which is of that. Well, it's the, the number well, on the scale. Absolutely. And it's, uh, as far as I'm concerned in our culture, like it's all, that's something that you, it, letting go of is the best you can do because right. that's something that you're never going to feel perfect about. There's always going to be like, well, what if it was this number? Right. <laughs> Even if you reach whatever your goal is, yeah, so that's just what we do. Our brains do to us. Um, yeah. and, and we veered off a little from fashion, but here, yeah. <laughs> was there a moment like with like observing some of these influencers that maybe helped change your perspective of yourself? Yes. I, I, I guess the thing that I started to see, I, you know, I don't remember it being any specific post, but I do remember seeing Tess Holiday doing like a swimsuit photo shoot and thinking, wow, if she can do this, why can't I? Um, and I remember Absolutely. starting to like issue myself challenges, you know, part of creating fashion, fashion pen pals wasn't created so that I could get a job in fashion. I think that's the first thing I, it just was a creative outlet because I loved fashion. I, before yes. I went to college, I, you know, my parents were basically like, please don't get an art degree. Like, please <laughs> <laughs> do not spend money you know? on, uh, yeah, 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 makes sense. Yeah. They were like, please get something like if you're going to choose any sort of like liberal arts degree, please choose something that you can turn into business. And so I got a degree in writing. Um, Nice. And so, yeah. And I, of (laughs) course, thought that I wanted to be a I wanted to be a a music writer (laughs) because I saw Almost Famous. And (laughs) yeah, I took the opposite, you know lesson away from that and was like I want to write for Rolling Stone you know uh, that's so funny <laughs> it's not what you're supposed to take away from that but um just looked like fun so yeah I just uh I, I went to school for writing and so fashion pen pals was supposed to be later on this outlet for the thing that I was kind of this unrequited love you know I had my own personal style but I didn't get to pursue a career in fashion like I had kind of really always wanted to And so, um, yeah, you know, it was something that was fun, but what was great about it was that what came from it was these little, I would kind of like challenge myself more. Um, it made it more, I was already having fun dressing myself in the morning, but it kind of, it just became a bigger hobby for me than it had been before and I was really experimenting and getting more creative and getting inspired by seeing other people try things and so it's really funny thinking about this now because (laughs) I didn't have I just didn't um I just have come a long way it's kind of nice to think about because back then you know this was only like uh, yeah so six or seven years ago I remember putting on leggings and a crop top and uh, walking wow. around my neighborhood and, and panicking, freaking the fuck 
out about this outfit, just a leggings and a crop top. And I just felt like I, I almost had an anxiety attack. I, I literally oh just was like, I, this is too much. And yeah. I, wow. You know, that's, that's, what's amazing to me is like how much progress I've made since then to now I could walk, I could literally walk down the street in a string bikini now and I'm bigger than I was then. And I would not bat an eyelash about it. You know, like, you're like this is a was, fucking cute bikini. <laughs> right. I just, unless I was giving you like a little wink, you know? Yeah. You're yeah. like, I mean, if it was an intentional <laughs> bat of the eyelash, I love that. Well, yeah. Cause yeah. that's, for me, like sometimes I'll make really loud outfit choices. I don't know how else to describe them besides loud. I do a lot of like throwing <laughs> patterns together. I, in high school, Powerful. I've always been like this. And in yeah. high school, I was I, on the yearbook staff and the editor said, she was like, I feel like if we made a spread of like, if we had a page for best dressed and a page for worst dressed, you could be on either page depending on the day. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take that as a compliment. But I know that there's like, when you make just like a bold fashion choice and you're not used to doing that, or it's like, this is, this is really different. It's, yeah. you know, it's going to turn some heads. I know like uh, the feeling of that anxiety of almost going, like having to walk that fence of like, if someone says something, am I going to be like apologetic? Like, I don't Yeah. I don't know. I'm just crazy. This is so right. weird. Right. Or just right. be like, yeah, no, I like this technical or dream coat. But then I'm curious with, you know, the struggle, like, I don't want to call it a struggle, but like with being plus size and having your own mm -hmm. like self-consciousness about that. Yeah. Uh, what were there like, was there a time where you felt like there were outfits you were like, just weren't for you? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, even when I started that Instagram with my friend, it was like, everything for me was about minimizing and angles and, you know, flattering you know, really, mm -hmm. it, it was all like what about is the that. cut and what is, yeah. And, and how do you feel about that now? Because I, I had one person, at least one person asking for like tips yeah. for larger people. And I don't know yeah. if they were asking, you know what I mean? For like that kind of advice. How do you, what are your thoughts on like, well, that push of how to minimize? Yeah. So I take a very, I just take kind of like a different approach on these things, right? So we all grew up watching what not to wear. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was always about those things, you know, flattering and minimizing and whatever else. And um, that's not, and that is certainly, the th those are the things I took away from it, you know, like wear a, t a pointy heel so you can elongate your leg and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, my feeling about it is uh, the way that I approach styling with my clients is that I always ask them how they feel. Because at the end of the day, can I push it? Yes. But actually, it's really about how they feel in their clothes. If Absolutely. they feel great and they think that they look amazing, it is, in my opinion, doesn't matter in that moment. I can tell them like, you know, here's why I would do X, Y, Z differently or whatever. Could we try yeah. some other things? But it's really not my job to tell somebody how they feel in their body. And it's yeah. also, there's nothing that's a bigger confidence killer than, you know, telling someone like, oh, that's not flattering on you. Or when they, especially if it's like they love it, then they're like, great. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because then what you do is you're, you're, putting planting a seed of doubt in their head that they don't have understand what makes them look beautiful or that they don't have a good eye for that and that's not fair because that's no. not true 
And the other thing too is I know that this is so cheesy and you could put it on walls in, you know, Hobby Lobby or whatever and sell it. (laughs) But like, it really is true that the most attractive thing to anyone is always confidence. Yes. And so, you know, if somebody, I could put you in something that is quote unquote flattering and minimizing and, you know, sucks you in and all the like quote unquote right places, yeah. which by the way is also a moving target. Um, God, yeah. <laughs> right. Like butts Ugh. were not the thing that people wanted years ago. Um, I know I had it good. <laughs> see now i have it good um i missed know, i missed it i missed the so time funny. i love i i see i feel like i missed the time a little bit too because good god if i was 18 years old again and i had the cute little the curvy dog. body i had then too yeah i would the things i wish i could go back in time about are just to go back to my 18 year old self and be like enjoy this now because yeah. let me tell you this is a, tra- there are people who are attracted to this and don't let them tell you any different. Like, yeah, you know, rock that body. Rock it. Enjoy it. Stop hating on it so much. It's fantastic. I think that's it. And it wasn't even because I was smaller or anything. I don't even think that I really necessarily was. It's just that like, I hated my body so much. I didn't enjoy it. And now I wish yeah. I could go back and be like, be more of a slut, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> like, Right. I feel like I'd enjoy be like, it more. <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. I think that's <laughs> so relatable for so many people. It's just like, I mean, it's not to get more hobby lobbyish, you know, mm. corny mm-hmm. quotes, but like, youth is wasted on the young. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It like, really we just is. Don't appreciate what we have. Have you? So, yeah. do you exclusively style or uh, market yourself to style plus size people? Not exclusively. I work with people of all different sizes. Um, I, I, what I do say is that I work with all people of all different sizes and shapes. That's really important. That Um, is important. And I believe that fashion is something that is for all different sizes, shapes, and incomes. You know, I really do. And I think that that there's just a lot about the fashion industry that has been based on exclusivity. Oh, yeah, especially, and, like, financial and size yeah. and... Yeah. I just um, don't want that. I, no. I don't want that experience. That's... I have always loved fashion, despite the fact that fashion has not always loved me. And, and in a lot of ways, I would say that fashion still doesn't love plus-size people. But there are people... There are players in this industry who are lovely, who really do want to see it happen and are good champions for it. So... Not just plus size people, but um, our allies, you know? Yes. I love that. Um, Yeah. Do you deal with a lot of, um, like, negative comments and stuff, especially, like, online? Do you get a lot of just fucking assholes saying shit? Not a ton. Surprisingly, I'm pretty... There's a couple things uh, about my body in particular is uh, the way that I am shaped, I'm, I actually have a pretty petite frame. I just put some, you know, things on it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a just added some decoration. Rack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I am basically like when you take photos of me, sometimes people can't always tell that I am as plus size as I am. It's something that uh. I'm conscious of a lot. So, 
when I take, but if you take it from certain angles, like I'm wider on the bottom. So okay. I have very, very thick legs. And so if you take a picture of me where you can really see that it's more obvious, but it is not always the most obvious. It just depends on the angle. Right. So that being said, I have, I think that that is part of the reason why I don't get as much as other people do. I yeah. also think that like, I'm, I, in particular, just as an individual, don't tend to take... Uh, I, it seems like sexier photos tend to get it more. Um, yeah. Get more hate. Do you feel like there's th- there's this, like, culture of... And I don't know if it's men or women or both or just, like, some people, but this, like... Like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, the, the audacity type of thing. Yeah. Like, when you, oh, if you ever yes. read comments on, like, a plus-size model's post of, like... Oh, yeah. This vibe of almost people like, how dare you love your body? Right. Well, there's always like, we call them like the health concern trolls. People are always like, it's not healthy, you you know, or like mothers who have like Tess, for example, who has kids. They're like, your mother, your kids are going to grow up without a mother and just all these awful things. And it's like, you know, here's the thing is that. It's I, it's very easy to be like oh well you're not my doctor or whatever but it, it's yeah. not even it's not even about that it's like I don't I don't know why you waste your time on doing this the reality is that people are fat and they should still be allowed to exist the underlying message of this has nothing to do with her health or or or, or my health or anybody else's it's always like I don't want to see that it's I'm not comfortable with this I this is something that. I've been told is bad and society has told me is bad. And now you're acting like it's fine or it's good. And I don't know how to compute that. So yeah. it's coming from a fat phobic space. They can claim it's health concern, but that's genuinely not grounded in reality because if it was coming from a place of health concern, you'd go about it a completely different way. A completely different way. So a lot you of know? that is like, yeah, that people see that and they have their own hangups on it and feel like mm-hmm. just because someone's plus size, they don't have the right to like do all like ha- you don't get to be as happy. You should be miserable. <laughs> right, right. You should be and doing this or doing that. The other thing that I've encountered that's weird and not to get too super feminist about things, but look, oh, I hey. am. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I also have found over the years that. I've known I've known men like this who get really upset at women gaining weight or or carrying weight and being unapologetic about it. I've known I have lost I lost a male friend who did not seem to be very comfortable with the fact that I had gained weight back after losing it. He was really really nice to me, nicer than he'd ever been to me my entire life when I lost weight. And when I gained That's some so of it weird. even just some of it back, it was like I'd gained like 15 pounds of it back or something he was he stopped being nice to me really is that a thing that you like notice in society too like totally growing up having weight struggles is like people just are they just treat you oh my god people are so shitty to fat people like even some and here's the other thing is that it's not just thin people who are shitty to fat people other fat people can be just as shitty to fat people because they have ingrained fat phobia. You can be fat and be so afraid of fat phobia that you hate other fat people. That's a thing. Well, and I'm sure so much of it, you know, who the fuck am I? What? I don't know shit, but like they're in a cold on our throats, you know, 
be thin, be in shape. It's like, how much of that is like projecting, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That me, you know, if I'm shitty to, I don't go around being shitty to fat people, sorry, but, like, oh, totally. but it's like, if I'm sitting here judging someone for something, is it really like this deep rooted, I'm afraid of my own hangups with my body yes. weight and my, cause I'll tell you, I've had moments of like when people just show their fucking, what is not, I'm trying to think what is the word? The cellulite. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. I'm tired. I or their stretch marks. I'm like, I have both those things, and, and they're like, Yeah, I don't care. I've had, I'm not, I, I'm ashamed of this, but I've had one or two moments where I'm like, Well, fucking, why are you so okay with that? Like, not right. Like, well, I fucking, I hate myself. Why are you, yeah, yeah, why are you fine yeah. with it? Like, it's almost like an <laughs> anger that I yeah. can't. I'm like, I, this didn't make me feel better. None. Like, yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, I know. I feel that I get it. I think it is like that thing where you're like, ah, uh, and I do think that people have that. I really do. You know, one of the things that I see a lot that's really odd in the plus size world is if you go onto like the Facebook page of, you know, a large um, plus size clothing brand like Torrid or something, and you mm-hmm. read through the comments of pictures they share from like influencers or just customers that posted to their social uh, wearing their outfits. It is, it is just like mind boggling to see the comments from other fat, particularly fat women, criticizing and cutting down whoever's in the photo, saying like, "Well, I would, I'm fat too, but I would never walk out the door wearing that." You know, like it's like okay, then don't bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I just, the thing I want to do, I wish that I could say to them is I just want to shake them and be like, you don't have to live in shame. Like this is not serving anybody. And that's the thing is that I wish that people understood that at the core of this, the reason why all of this matters isn't because I want to wear a shirt and not be made fun of for it. Or like, you know, I want to be able to like feel included or whatever. It's because... Yeah. Fat people get treated worse at the doctor. They yeah. are they're less likely to be believed when they go to the doctor. They are less likely to receive promotions. They're less likely to be hired. They're more likely to be perceived as lazy um, mm-hmm. and, you know, unmotivated. Um, Which and- is... Sorry, keep going. I'm just getting like, I'm over here fuming. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's all true. There's lots and lots of statistics out there for this that back this up. I mean, there's, they're more likely to be discriminated against in so many different ways. And the other thing that I also just think is really important. I know it's not, everything is not about how other people perceive you. It can't just be about how other people perceive you, but absolutely. It's also, you know, when we talk about like attraction, listen, I am a, I am a fat woman who has, I'm married. So I'm a, I'm an old married lady now. <laughs> Hell but yeah. I got the ring on the thing. You know, I, um, I have dated since, <laughs> since my first boyfriend at age 14, I have dated in a fat body and I can tell you, I promise you somebody is attracted to your body, whether they do it openly or not. And fat phobia is the reason why relation or can be a reason why relationships that would otherwise be beautiful get stifled and that's heartbreaking it is well because i you know and i've heard it from some of my plus size plus size friends and i just you know have observed some of this where it's like because of the culture of shame Mm -hmm. around being fat people who find that attractive it's like 
now they they treat it like a dirty secret instead of just being a right. fucking when that i love my curvy wife thing oh <laughs> do you remember God. that article it's like wow what a fucking yes. hero you are but <laughs> and and everyone was lighting that guy up but i was like mm-hmm. it's it really does speak to mm-hmm. like this whole culture of people who are you know on on the end of the person who is attracted to that denying themselves the potential right. for like a loving relationship with someone they find extremely attractive and then right. also for like plus size people who are being like you know either just only fetishized or just completely left out i mean i dated a guy who i uh ended up finding his pornography and like what he was into was like extremely large women wow like, you know bbw yeah yeah like, wow. big big girls and um which was a mind fuck in its own, by the way, at the time. Because, yeah, you know, at that I point, I spent, I spent every relationship being like, I need to get in better shape. I need to be thinner and <laughs> whatever. And then I go like, okay, well, that's a thing that like, that's, I'm not going to be able to do that in uh-huh. six weeks. Like, I don't yeah. think my frame is going to do that. I've Right. But, so, but then afterwards, it was like this thought of like, why don't you, I, I, I truly believe that he had some sort of, like an imagery hang up like Mm. like the so many people and i think this fucks us up in general have the idea like this picture of who they're going to be with in their brain and then it's like i'm like why aren't why don't you just date a big girl that you're attracted to it's like right they're out there i'm sure (laughs) yeah you can find one yeah there it's a growing population in fact um no you know it's it's a real thing. I definitely, in college, I went on a date with a guy. Um, he was the doorman at uh, the bar that I went to all the time with my f- girlfriends. And he, first of all, I um, should go on the record that I am a pomp sexual. I am attracted to all pompadours. All of them. <laughs> oh, my God. And he had one. He had one. And so I was like, and his, name, <laughs> his name was Jimmy. He was just was like. Of course. He's a cartoon Queen. of a right. pompadour. <laughs> Right? His name's Jimmy. He's got a pompadour. What else do you need? He's a doorman at a bar, you know. Um, so anyway, he, he would like always flirt with me. And then one time I went to the bar and this woman was there from out of town. I lived in San Diego, by the way. So popular tourist destination. And this couple came in and then this one woman kept giving me dirty looks. And finally, I saw she got kicked out of the bar and I had no idea why. And the doorman, Jimmy, was like, Oh, you know, I had to kick her out because she was sa- she was talking shit about you, and she was like, "Why would they let fat people in here?" Jesus, and, you know, blah blah blah. And I, by the way, at the time was like a size fourteen, so it's also comical to me thinking about this and like, yeah, how much I hated my body at this time when I really had like kind of like a banging little bod, um, but. <laughs> just just and just being real things hadn't dropped yet you know um (laughs) saggy had not begun right saggy could be hot (laughs) someone's into that but i'm just saying for sure someone's into everything right and 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 i love my body now now more than ever but i also just think about things and i'm like god damn um if i had an instagram at 18 uh yeah so i'd be dead this guy (laughs) right i maybe maybe so a 21 you know i was like 21 at this time anyway you know I ended up going on a date with him after that because I was like my hero. But <laughs> that first date, he tells me like, you know, I just am so into curvy women and, uh, you know, I'm so excited to be out with you. And then he started to tell me how, uh, he used to only date women who looked like Betty page. 
and that he Jesus. was like ashamed of his, you know, of of his attraction to bigger women, but not anymore. Not anymore. He was when he won an award. Plus size, right? Exactly. And I just remember being like in my head, like, "Well, this is over," you know. And um, I ghosted Jesus. him uh, before I even knew that was a word. And uh, <laughs> that's it. So, but I mean, that's the thing is like those kind. Who knows if Jimmy and I could have had a great relationship because that's how he saw me. Even he had dehumanized me into this thing of like this other thing. Exactly. Like other. Like, we can't just be people. We have to be, like, our uh, people see our weight before they see the human. And that's what has to change. Yeah. That's so, so true. Uh, and that's, like where, the- that's where fashion is my activism, right? Like, yes, that's it. Because if I can, I, so for me, it's not like, oh, let me teach you how to minimize or teach you how to flatter or whatever. For me, it's about, let me teach you how to sh- walk into a room and show people exactly who the fuck you are. I love that. Have you ever I- had like a client where, um, like you, like with fashion, you're able to help them sort of overcome or, like that? Yes. F- like feeling unattractive and. Yeah, I think one of the things that's really important that people need to keep in mind is that when you are shopping for clothes for yourself and you try something on off the rack, I know that we all logically know that your body was not the specific body that they (laughs) used as their blueprint when they put it on, you know, when they made it, right? Yeah. The fit model, they also probably chose that fit model because she was closest to what they were already making. They didn't make it solely based on her measurements right yeah so that's not always true but that's often true and so I think what people need to keep in mind is that if something doesn't fit you or it's not quote-unquote flattering or you don't feel good about yourself in it it is not a measure of your worth or your worthiness it's just clothes yeah it's it's just math yeah it was like that was cut for a specific body type which isn't you and that's fine and like right Try something else on. <laughs> right. If you, I mean, this is like a very imperfect comparison, but like if you grab the wrong screwdriver to put in a screw, do you sit there and look at the screwdriver that you have in your hand and be like, treat it like there's some measure, like it's no longer a worthless screwdriver. You know, you <laughs> burn it up, throw it away. No, you just go and get another fucking screwdriver. You get the right one, right? <laughs> and that's, that's it. It's just like, if I don't feel good in this, then I'm going to try something else on. It's not a measure. I, I think that like for a long time, I was totally one of those people who would go to the store and try a bunch of things on and be like, nothing fits. They don't love me. They don't care about my body. And it's like, honestly, the reality is they just, you're right. They don't know, but yeah. you're wrong that this is a measure of your worth and value to them. It's no, it's also just like most people at work are just trying to get their work done. So they're like, yeah, just stick to the good old plain old probably. <laughs> yeah. And there um, are, there's a need for change of that. And it is changing. The tides are turning and we are seeing more plus size fashion now than ever before. Um, there's a lot more that needs to be done, but it's happening. So. Absolutely. You know. And you get to be a part of that. I'll try to go really quick. Cause I know you have yeah. a deadline. And we got to get you out of here. Um, <laughs> how great does it feel when you style someone and you can just like see, like they put on an outfit and like you can tell in their expression and stuff yeah. that they like really feel great and attractive. Yeah. I mean, that's what I live for those moments where I can tell that someone feels really powerful and they feel like themselves. That's the magic 
that I'm after. Like, I actually don't care if your style is super weird or it's super funky or if it's super plain or minimalist. Like, it doesn't matter. I have dressed people across styles. It's really about, you know, finding that thing that helps you feel like yourself and feel like you're comfortable and you're and, and confident and you have a glow. I, and I've seen it. I've dressed men. I've dressed women. I've dressed men and women um, for red carpets i have dressed trans people who are in the process of transitioning i oh that's got to feel great for them like getting to yeah find that right outfit with the help yeah. of, I, I mean it has to feel good feels good for anyone what a stupid statement i just made but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah like, you know helping people embody who they are it, it doesn't really matter what your weight is or your gender identity or your age or any of that it's it's about who you are and yeah, how you want to express that Absolutely. And there is something to like, when you feel confident about your outfit, it really, it helps just your confidence shine overall. Yep. Um, and then really quick, any, any, are there any general fashion tips that you'd have for like plus size people out there that yeah. might be like, what can I do to be more fashionable or to get more control of my, my wardrobe? Get more control of it. I well, don't my, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's, I, like it's like, it. I like the idea. It's like this, this like monster it that works in. under your bed. Yeah. Well, it's just um, one wrinkled t-shirt crawling away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's rarely one wrinkled t-shirt. It's usually like a pile from Forever 21 and TJ Maxx, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. My first thing is stop buying crap. Stop buying things that just barely fit. Don't buy anything anymore that just is okay. Only get things that you love that make you feel good. That, that's, that's my great. first thing. That's true for anybody of any size, by the way. Um, a lot of us will impulse buy. I know that mm -hmm. I used to have, you know, I one of the things we kind of touched on a little bit is that I'm really into ethical fashion now. And a big reason for that is because when I really was trying to like up my ante with things in the beginning, I was like shopping uh, uh, com uh, compulsively. Yep. Because I thought I needed to always have a new outfit. You know, this is the downside of social media for all the good things that have happened. The downside is that there is that pressure to buy, buy, buy and have always have a new outfit and always have a Be new different. Look. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. I needed to find my exit from that very quickly, uh, particularly because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> but yeah. um, right. Right. But um, I also ended up with a lot of shit in my closet that didn't ever fit that great. Or I was like always try I had to wear it with something else in order to feel good in it or you know all of those things that we do to kind of adapt to convince ourselves that that thing is the thing um you know you've got to be real with yourself about that because otherwise yeah. what happens is you're spending money on shit that you don't love and it never makes you feel good so whatever hit you yeah. get from that belief that you just bought yourself something is more fleeting than the thing that sits then in your closet and just uh, makes you feel bad Absolutely. Stop buying I shit. Love that. And, and don't buy shit. This is everybody knows this, and this is a, a timeless rule from what not to wear, but don't buy shit that doesn't fit. Don't yes. buy a smaller size and condition. That you're gonna that one day. squeeze into. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then you're just you gonna feel like shit every time it doesn't fit. And hundred percent. I Ugh. bought a dress once that I was convinced I was gonna lose weight and wear, and I did. I did weight watchers, I lost weight, I put the dress on, and you know what? I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like, like it. Uh, I was like, oh, 
this just isn't for me. <laughs> it's actually just not. I don't actually like this. But I thought I did because it was a thing that was an unrequited love. So don't do that. The other thing I, I can also tell you is like, don't buy things based on this idea that it is somehow going to make you more worthy. So ask yourself yeah. why you're buying the things you are. Are you trying to impress somebody? Are you doing it? Shop based on who you are and who you want to be and how you want to be perceived. But don't shop based on this person will like me more or these people will accept me more. Shop based oh, on so who great. you are. That's a really hard thing to do, but it is the most valuable piece of advice I can give anybody because it is very, very, very insightful to how much you people pleasing you were doing around you too. Oh, that's so true. And then yeah. this is just for one of my followers. Do you have any insight on how to become a plus size model? I do. Um, <gasps> there's a really, a little bit, a little bit. First of all, I will tell you, it's much easier to become a plus size model if you live in a place that has, that's near an airport <laughs> because you will need to. Yeah, because You'll the be models often fly. Yeah, you fly different places, right? So your work might be in New York. It might be in LA. It might be in Dallas. It might be in Atlanta. I think Coles is in like Wisconsin, you oh, know? Wow. So, and you think about it. This is the other thing too, is if you want to be a plus size model um, who is really working consistently and not just an influencer, there's nothing wrong with that. But then your, your paycheck, your, the paychecks you're chasing happen differently. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to have an agent, you know, all of that then what you want to do is you want to live in a city that's near a major airport that you can get to and from easily. And then the other thing is that you want to be making sure that the your, your social media is showing somebody who has more of a personality than like just bikini shots. Yeah. Like represents like a whole person and right. Can kind of like run the gamut of different types of style and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Because the reality is that for plus size models, the places where you're going to get the consistent money is going to be placed brands like Lane Bryant, JCPenney, Kohl's, etc. And the image that they're putting out there is not the thought, you know, it's just, not. yeah, no, it's like a, a nice lady. <laughs> it's a nice lady. And you don't have to be like church nice, you know, you can, you can have a bikini photo, but it's about being Mix it more. Up. Yeah, it's about, it's not, it can't just be about selling sex, basically. Have, have range. Okay. Have some range. Be a person. That's awesome. And then you named a couple stores. Any other spots you would recommend for people looking to expand their wardrobe as far as like plus size and stores or places to check out? Yeah. Oh, God, there's so many. Um, I, you know, I can't stress enough buying things that have a good lifespan in them. Like, this is the other thing is like buying shit from Forever 21 and TJ Maxx almost always ends up feeling shitty later on anyway because it stops fitting right. You wash it and it falls apart. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. It's like, oh, it's pilled already. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, there's some really great brands out there. Uh, if you want to buy some investment pieces, I'm a big fan of a brand called Alice Alexander. They're out of Philadelphia. They're an ethical brand. And what's nice. awesome about them is uh, everything is made in the USA. It's all it's incredibly thoughtful in terms of both sustainability and ethics. It's a woman-owned business. She's plus size herself, and she does she'll she does regular sizing, full range from I think it's size zero up to size thirty. Wow. But she also um, will do custom pieces. She'll do custom sizes for you. I mean, 
So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you, you have options in those things. Another brand I really love, um, is you're too much. If you want something that's really wild and fun, that's a plus size brand, um, out of LA from the plus bus, which is another great option. So if you need, um, if you're looking for stuff that's like a little bit more budget friendly, I think used is a really great way to go. And the plus bus is a shop here in LA. Now I know with the coronavirus, nobody's going to brick and mortars, but they are doing online sales. Oh, awesome. Right. So you can shop their Poshmark. And what's great is plus plus is new and used. So you can get a few new pieces. Like you could actually buy your too much through them or um, you can get used stuff at like very, very reasonable prices. I've picked up stuff there from like, $8, $16, $25, you know, et cetera. And what I Um, love about the plus bus, one more thing I will say about them is that they collaborate with influencers. And if you know anything about the influencers here in LA, it's that they get shitloads of clothes. So the other thing I love about the plus bus is you can shop those influencers closets and getting stuff. And half the time they either like never wore it or the tags are still on it because they shot it once for a photo shoot and we'll never use it again. put it on for a photo. Oh, that's rad. Yep. Yep. So you get some really Um, good stuff from the Plus Bus. Yay. Okay, amazing. Thanks for joining us. I know you have to run. I would love to uh, do another uh, episode one day about ethical fashion, but um, where can people find you? I'm on everything at Style Ethic, and that's ethic like ethical. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Kat. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm so thrilled I got to talk about this stuff. I'm super passionate. So thanks for giving me a platform. Yes, this was great. It was so informative and it was so wonderful to have you. I will talk to you soon. Yay, thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. There you go. Cat Eves and all things plus size style. Uh, I love her. She's amazing. Go find her at Style Ethic. Follow her stuff. You know, maybe one day you have a big event you need to get styled for. Now you know somebody who crushes it she she's just awesome it's been cool getting to know her that interview was awesome but i've i've also gotten to see her work i went and uh supported dulce uh when she filmed her half hour for comedy central in new orleans a few of us went down we're like we're gonna be in the crowd we gotta be here for our girl and it was cool to uh see that in action see her do her magic and uh, bring out uh, all of Dulce's beauty so she could shine even more than she already does, which is so much. So uh, go check her out. And if you like the podcast and you haven't hit that subscribe button, come on, come on, do the right thing. Give us a rating. Give us a review. I should stop calling us us. It's just me. It's also the guest. But like other than that, it's a one-man pop-up over here. And uh there are moments I want to pop down. Anyways, too dark. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Share this podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Don't forget to come over to the Facebook group if you want to suggest a guest or a topic. That's the best way to do it. Start a conversation about it at the Ignorance is Blessed Facebook group. Just look up Ignorance is hashtag Blessed Idiots on Facebook and uh, get a conversation going in there. Share the podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big, big thank you to my League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. That's John, Dustin, Greg, Gene, Terry, and Kathy. Uh, you guys keep these episodes going along with all the other patrons. And I'm very grateful for you. Uh, grateful for Neurogum as well. If you didn't hear that plug, get neuro.com. Use the code JMS and get 15% off to try 
energy inducing energy inducing is probably not the word i don't have any like keywords for them i just really like them and so they gave me a code to give to my friends uh 15 off their gum it's got caffeine l-theanine and b vitamins so you get focused energy very good for your attention span chew it at work chew it when you're working on a creative project if you're someone who's home from work or just wants to get a creative project done um you want to become a patreon patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed you get cool postcards probably some cool crafts for me coming up soon uh bonus content google hangs you name it and we do some of it <laughs> so head over there uh for as little as a dollar you can get extras and also support little old me who frankly doesn't know how i'm going to pay my bills at the end of april uh if nothing restarts dear god Anyway, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. (sighs) I guess that's it for now. Just, uh, you know, keep giving me suggestions. Keep asking questions because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.